Some of you don't know the name, but that's that guy from the Hunger Games. Transformers the last night. Beauty and the Beast and Spotlight. Hello and welcome back to Standing Stanley Tucci. I'm Hannah. And I'm David. We're two big Stan Tucci fans. Uh, We've been gone a while, and so obviously there's been a lot of of Tucci news uh, over the course. A lot of new projects got announced, and... uh, A new show got released. So we're just going to dive right in with the Tucci news. You know, we're not even going to wait. We're not even going to beat around the bush. We're just, we're diving in. The thing everyone's talking about is Stanley Tucci's cooking show or all his travel eating show. His food tour, food travel show, uh, (laughs) Italy is beautiful and the food of Italy is beautiful. Uh, So we got to watch, we got to watch Tucci eat food. Stanley Tucci searching for Italy on CNN. Yeah. Um, so we've got uh, we've got an article from the New Yorker, you know, because that's how you know you've made it in in terms of white people, and um, <laughs> and uh, we have a an article from uh, from like their gastronomy uh, section by Helen Rosner, uh, published March 27th, 2021 called the timeless fantasy of Stanley Tucci eating Italian food, uh, which I think is a great article. And we'd like to read some selections from it now. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's got the, the standing energy that we here at standing Stanley Tucci are looking for, um, when we try to bring you Tucci news, Yes, you know, we don't want just like, your basic press report or someone just being like, I guess a Tucci thing exists. No, we are looking for like-minded individuals. And Helen Rosner, a a comrade in arms. Our our hats, our hair is is off to you. Uh, We we doff our our thick-rimmed glasses to you. Uh, so, you know, it's the, the title of uh, the, the show is Stanley Tucci Searching for Italy, um, which just wrapped up its first season. Um, and like, you know, Helen knows that it's like a little educational, but like, it's not really about the education. It's about the Tooch, you know, it's, it's about dreaming that you are walking with the Tooch through Italy, basking in, in both the glory... Through the old country. Right, right. The ancient architecture <laughs> and the, the absolute magnetism of the man himself. Um, I, I just love... I, there's a paragraph in the middle uh, that sort of quotes him and talks about, um, you know, what it's like to watch him. And uh, he says... This bread is an aphrodisiac, he says, standing outside a bakery in Bologna, and adds, I'm all alone in a hotel. Why would I want to do that? His suave exterior <laughs> his suave exterior shows cracks only in moments of sensory ecstasy, taking a deep whiff <laughs> of a split wheel of Parmigiano Reggiano. I don't even know if I said that right. Or letting the funk of a ribbon of prosciutto blossom on his tongue. He moans, he sighs, he murmurs. The whole thing verges on obscene. Tuchissimo! Tuchissimo! <laughs> like, David, we have a new word. A new word that perfectly describes the Italianness that we uh, experience in, in almost every uh, Tucci 
credit that we've watched so far so has been far. excessively Italian. Um, Tuchissimo <laughs> is incredible. Thank you. Not that uh, he won't play like Jews and you know other ethnicities <laughs> later, but uh, for now it's just so yeah, so but, authentically beautifully Italian. Thank you, Ms. Rosner, for uh, your contribution yeah. to our lexicon. Um, I, I know you had a part I that you also really wanted loved. to read. Uh, I also wanted to read a selection uh, from the the end of the article because I think it sort of. It crescendos, it, it, it culminates at the end. Um, so he, he, here goes. He's no Bourdain, one CNN devotee in my life said of Tucci unprompted a few weeks ago. Unprompted? I suppose I agree. Yeah, it's it's exactly like one of those click hole, you know, quotes from celebrities unprompted. He's no Bourdain. <laughs> Um, I suppose I agree, though that's sort of like saying that a langoustine is in a porterhouse. <laughs> <laughs> like yes. Tucci, Anthony Bourdain was rich in charisma and possessed unlikely sex appeal, but Bourdain, the travel show host, served as a spotlight, fondly illuminating the people and places around him. Tucci is an electromagnet. Even when he's in a crowd, he seems like the only person on the screen, and the show is at its best when it stops fighting the desire to focus entirely on him. Yes. He chops carrots for a sofrito in a rented apartment in Florence with his mother. He adds another knob of snow-white butter to a massive skillet of garlic and cabbage as he makes pizzoccheri, a Lombardian specialty, as a oh gesture of appreciation for his crew. At one point, Tucci takes the camera away from his director of photography so that the man can eat. It's the best moment in the series, Tucci on camera, then behind the camera, then back on camera again, at once the cook and the creator, the lens <laughs> through which we see the meal, and the meal itself. <laughs> the meal I, itself! I think that's a great... And I think that's a great, uh, a great summation of why Tucci and food, you know, it's it's sex, sex appeal and, and appetite, yeah. uh, you know, sort of together in the same it's uh, package. Just, and I it's think just, this captures that very well. Absolutely. It's, you know, all the cosmopolitan, uh, you know, class and like graceful sex appeal that that anyone can muster. Um, that's incredible. Uh, I think that's it for Tucci news or did we have more? I, I think that's basically it for Tucci news. He got snubbed at the Oscars, you know, snubbed. we would, we would have him win an Oscar for every one of these credits that we watch on here, uh, including all the movies that we think are terrible. Uh, Prizzy's honor was clearly his Oscar moment, David, as Bagman. <laughs> We would nominate him for for any number of uh, of acting awards and later on directing and writing, but uh, <laughs> but he got snubbed for Supernova this year, uh, and you know we'll we'll talk about uh, maybe some of the press releases for his upcoming projects uh, next time. Yes, but yes. Uh, for now, we really want to talk about some of his television credits yeah. as we continue to watch every single thing that he's ever been in, even for a moment. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yep, every moment of Stanley Tucci's filmed life, we are going to experience. We've decided. <laughs> uh, so why don't we talk a little bit about his role as Carl Draconis in the 1990s uh, melodrama, soap opera, late night soap, uh, <laughs> 30-something. It's the This Is Us of the late 80s, early 90s, you yes, know? Yes, that's, that's a good comparison. For those of you who haven't heard of 30-something before, you know, by which I mean people in our generation <laughs> and not our parents, um, 
Because this is like the boomer show. This is like right. the young boomer show. It's like boom boom X's or whatever X boomers, whatever <laughs> they like to be called. Those borderline uh, generational yeah, people. Yeah. But the fact that it's called thirty something, it's it's inherently calling attention to the generational aspect, right? Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's got to be something to it. Oh, abs- I think so, one hundred percent. And I mean, even right. if not, just like generate you know it's like there are shows like this every decade where it's like this is what it's like to be a young adult in like now right. but, <laughs> in the, called- but at the same time it's of course trying to obscure all of the the other aspects of, of similarity between these characters their whiteness their upper upper middle classness their you know their uh you know that they're moving up in the worldness. Mm-hmm. uh what's the word for that <laughs> Upward mobility. (laughs) Upward mobility. That's what I was looking for. Thank you. Um, So, yeah, I mean, this show had appeal to to basically the people watching it who look like the people in it. It's very white. And no one else. There, I think in the entire show, there were three black people. I mean, we only watched two episodes, but still three in the whole thing is definitely low. I think two of those were regulars. Yeah. you know, I the guess. people that you see at work, you know? You know, it's, the it's one black the guy. Real 90s. It's depicting the real 90s, how, uh, you know, none of your parents have any black friends. Uh, so you have you know. one. <laughs> <laughs> you may know one black person at your work. That's what it's like being white in the 90s. Yeah, uh. <laughs> being middle class. I also couldn't tell, are they in a city? I just don't know where any of this is set. Uh, oh god, I didn't look it up. Do you want to do you want to re- look that up with me? I don't think it's important. I don't think it matters. It's fine. It's Where just... does I'll edit it out. <laughs> oh, it is in Philly. It's in Philly. I thought it was kind of Philly. It's so Jewy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you know, there's upwardly mobile Jews, Jews. in the Greater Philadelphia area in the nineties, uh, yes. Both of our parents, trend nights, <laughs> as as uh, as you know, our parents are you know sort of ex ex Jerseyites. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, I think maybe we should jump right into what is Tucci's role in all this. Yes, yes. So as you said, David, his character is called. Um, Carl Draconis. So just take a right. wild guess if he's a good guy or a bad good guy. guy. Is he maybe a little draconian? What? Is he maybe someone with power over someone else? And, a uh, boss named Carl boss? Draconis? What? <laughs> that he's right. the best. It's also such like an ethnically like non-existent name. Yeah. Like you can't like... You can't, like, look at, like, the name Carl Draconis and be like, all right, this guy's Italian. Right. <laughs> like, I think this uh, is his first TV role as, like, a not explicitly, like, Italian, where he had, like, more than two lines, you know? <laughs> right. He's been cops. He's been robbers. That's basically been but they've it. And if he's not a cop or a robber, he's, like, a guy involved with cops and robbers, uh, mostly. Right, right. So this um, is, you know, he's just a boss now. He's just a guy. Um, just a guy. And I like this because I feel like, you know, clearly someone saw his um, 
What was the Garment District show where... Right. Let's uh, let's pull that up. Sorry. Can, are you, are, can you take that line from the start again? Yeah. Once we pull it up. Because I think your I think your point is extremely extremely valid. <laughs> Thanks. Um. Okay. It was the Garment District one. That oh yeah, that was that was Wise Guy. Yeah. Okay. okay it was Wise Guy, and his name was Rick Pinzolo. Okay. I mean, I think it's really interesting. I think you can definitely tell that, you know, someone saw his performance as um, uh, Rick Pinzolo. Is that that the name yeah. from the garment? Yeah, from yeah. In uh, Wise, Wise Guy, Guys. Yes. Where he's a mob boss. He's in charge of a business. Right. A garment business. It's a shady business, but he 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 controls the room is the point. Right. And he's... He's, you know, uh, extremely modern. He's not uh, one of these, like, old country mobsters. He's very no. new world, very, very modern, very hip. Uh, very... And I think that, that transfers over to this character. Right. And, I mean, I think, as in all of his roles, roles um, just very cosmopolitan, very polished, yes. very chic. Um, and I think yes. that is very much brought to this character. You know, he's sort of the the old creative director at this new marketing agency that the the main character, Michael, has just started working at. Um, and, you know, of course, he's set up in opposition uh, as yeah. sort of the, like, no, your idea's dumb, and I'm just going to stop you because I don't like you. It's so, like, written from the perspective of, like, an employee who hated his boss. Like, there's no nuance to it. It's literally, like... None. I want credit for your brilliant idea, so I'm going to say no to it purely because I don't like that you came up with it and right. not me. Right. And I, I'm afraid that you're coming for my job. It's so funny, though, because that's clearly, like, the emotional beats that, like, the show is is performing and that the actors are hitting. Yeah. But the dialogue itself, all the boss says is, like, okay, where's your research? And he's just like, well, I don't... Is just, it'll work. Don't worry about it, man. And, like, as someone who's worked in an office, you do need to have, like, a little bit of, like, something to back up your idea, you know? Like, right. Well, you're forgetting, Hannah, that this is advertising. And as, as an industry that I know nothing about, I'm going to tell you exactly what the advertising industry is. Right. I'm ready. Uh, because I watched Mad Men. And yeah. I watched two episodes of 30-something, so I know. Uh but basically, it's just you're not marketing to people, to real people. Yeah. You're marketing only to businesses to try and convince them that your idea makes sense. Because the data on whether this improves sales or not is completely secondary <laughs> to to making sure that it's a narrative that the the business owners can get behind. Like, yeah. oh, we're selling to cool hip people with this ad? Please, and that's why all the scenes in Mad Men where uh, <laughs> where Don Draper is pitching the ads is so much more important than like a scene of somebody watching the ad and being like, hmm, "That's a good no, ad." It's so funny because I low key feel like this guy is like the, this character Michael is kind of like proto 
Don Draper, um, you know, like without right. without the prestige TV shine that yeah. would come twenty years down the line. I think he also has an affair at some point with like a a coworker at some at some point. I don't it know. It seems like it's heavily implied <laughs> that he and he and the secretary are gonna like hook up or whatever. But who Paige? I don't yeah. know. I don't know if that happens. But I I think that there's a plot line somewhere in like season two or something. Who, who right? knows? Uh, and anyway, um, he. But, like, it's like if John Draper had, like, a boss who was like, okay, but, like, actually do your job, though, <laughs> you know? And, like, we're supposed to be like, that guy's the villain. But, like, I'm, like, I'm kind of on Stanley Tucci's side. Like, where's their fucking research, man? You know? like right. Well, we're we're a little biased, I'm sure. But, uh, but yeah. So, anyway, what is, it, what is the, the product that they're marketing? It's, like... Uh, candy bars it's like moon pies or something it's minnesota brands <laughs> great right company. they they just scored in like the previous episode a a minnesota brands contract yeah. uh <laughs> which is huge and then stanley tucci's like listen you know we all know that uh the you know a, a big company like that switching partners and and going with a new agency they were doing that because they were ready for it. So let's not give too much credit to the people who scored the biggest <laughs> business in the history of this company. <laughs> Which, to be so, fair, you know, is just a like, dick move. He's just completely underplaying the you know the acquisition of this this huge new client, and then uh, they're like, oh, they're giving us this really tough brand that's like not selling at all. Uh, it's a challenge, so we gotta surprise them with with a really exciting new ad campaign, and it's you know they're like Charleston shoes or something like yeah. you know some really old person candy, and uh, and so they're just like, well, what if we market the candy bars to adults? What? It's never been done before. Oh, so innovative. And like, you know, it's you know, <laughs> Carl Draconis is treating it like it's a. Like, it's a crazy idea that could never possibly work. Right. And then the person above him, this Miles guy who's like a fucking psychopath. Oh my god, <laughs> just, is he Who insane. just moves like a robot and like walks around like... Uh, he's, it's, he's played by uh, David uh, Brenner who, who was in The Thing. So like, he's used to playing aliens and monsters. Here's the thing. He, he plays this character... As though he's an eccentric count and like <laughs> his workplace are like his underlings just like fluttering about for his amusement. And like, he, like he's, he's like Meryl Streep in Devil Wears Prada, but instead of terrifying, just like utterly baffling, you know? <laughs> right. I called him, I called him David Brenner. He's David Clennon. And he was, he was okay. in John Car Carpenter's The Thing. He played uh, okay. Palmer. Uh, you know, one of the aliens, I guess, you know, uh, but, uh, yeah, he's, he's an absolute creep. Uh, I but he approaches it. their new idea as like, oh my God, you've busted the, the roof off of this whole candy selling operation, selling candy to adults. This is the best idea ever. Uh, and so, you know, then like a little, some of that trickles down to, to Carl Draconis. Um, and yeah, I don't know. And then he said, did you get, did you get in the way of this brilliant idea, Carl Draconis? And he, 
I, 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 I heard it and I said they should do more research. Yeah. So, so you're telling me that you passed on this idea? You must have passed on a dozen terrible ideas. You're fired. <laughs> and then they fucking canned Tucci like it's like it's, he was nobody. It's wild though, because he's in this one. He's in like episode ten of season three, right? They introduce this yeah, character. Season three, episode ten, and, like, Michael's campaign. Right, and so like Michael is is like you know trying to like he says this to Stanley Tucci's character at one point. Uh, like, I'm not after your job. Like, I'm just trying to get this really good idea across. I promise. And Stanley Tucci's like, all right, you've convinced me. And then 10 minutes into the next episode, he gets fired. Like, yeah. it's it's just Not even wild. 10 minutes. It's like the first scene. It's That's like true. More, it's it's, the it's first almost the minute. first scene. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just literally, like, he's out. And, and then, you know, immediately promotes... Michael to Tucci's job, like no time in between whatsoever. And he's like, well, I, I, I told him I didn't want his job. And he's like, right, well, are you going to not take it? No, no, I'm definitely going to take it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but Tucci, you know, he's above it all. He's, um, you know, he's the bigger man. He actually recommended Michael for the job. So, you know, no hard feelings. No, no sweat, even though they literally, like, make fun of him and they're like, uh, here's his severed head made out of tape. Oh, my God. Uh, and now he's going to have to go to therapy and, and job placement yeah. uh, programs. Like, he's going to be on unemployment. <laughs> <laughs> what a loser. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's ridiculously disproportionate to, yeah, he was mean. He was mean to you. He was a little rude. Yeah. In the last episode. Yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> I actually was like, uh, a pretty big make, fan. Of, hold on, it, it it would just make a lot more sense if uh, you know this had been like a season long arc, you know, or like a, a mid season <laughs> arc, maybe. like like you know you gotta play up this rivalry and this dick measuring contest a little bit for us to be like, ding dong, the witch is dead, you know. Yeah, I mean, fired. I imagine that like this plays into a larger arc with him where like he you know his inability to handle success the death of his father yeah. his uh, failed business uh and then having to to get a job at a big firm that's right. corporate and stifling yeah. and his conflicts with miles the alien boss from outer and, space and his uh, best friend elliot and his best friend oh my god this like comic relief type redhead character awful uh unwatchable character <laughs> he's like fine but they're best the friends since <laughs> birth um I'll, quick shout out to uh how jewish the episode 10 is um the main character michael right. is apparently jewish didn't know this uh, and they fucking have them saying the mourner's cottage and like yeah his his dad died in the previous or, or maybe maybe not the, the immediately previous episode but then his his dad's ghost shows up throughout the episode to you know root for him and say oh you could have been student council president 
you know, it was a brave thing to do. It's okay to fail as long as you and, get right back on well, that horse. It's okay to fail, but it's also okay to screw over your dumb friends if you made them a promise. <laughs> uh, but also, don't worry about trying to succeed too fast, man. It, it had very conflicting messages. It didn't make a lot of sense. It, it really speaks to somebody who is, like, in the writer's room trying to work through their own issues with their dad yeah. and their own fear of success. You know, or whatever 90s, like, pop psychology term, you know, they were dealing with at the time. Oh, it's my fear of success. It's your imposter syndrome. <laughs> right, right. Well, that's the that's the more modern one, right? Okay. You know, it's like every generation has their pop psychology terms that they overuse, uh, <laughs> you know, in places that they don't apply. Because um, we're all pop psychologists now. Of course. That's <laughs> what the internet is for. Um, That's what the internet is for. No major whomst we also's this week. Uh, there's a lot of people who had some no. bit roles. Who here knows who any of these people are other than Tucci? I Tucci, you made it out, and we respect it for it. We respect you for it. We do. I, I, I did recognize the blonde lady who plays the redhead's wife. Um, she apparently uh, has some roles in like Alias or something, but like, I don't know. Alias. She's also in, in Brothers and Sisters. So maybe but I didn't she's watch a spy who's oh. just simply trying to get all the trade secrets from this uh, this ad agency. This bumbling redhead. Oh yes, I see her right now. <laughs> right. Um, um, should we? Should we? Do you have any uh, key Tucci quotes that you uh, you want to lay on us from these episodes? Oh man, I don't know. Let's bring up the notes. Uh, yeah, there was a, there was a point where, um, where, where Michael is giving a pitch, you know, he's giving his main pitch and he's like, either MB doesn't trust us with a real account or it's like a test. And then, uh, Tucci's like, that's a lovely sort of Zen pep talk, Michael. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I liked that. Uh, I liked that a lot. Uh. And then uh, one of his criticisms of him was that you're getting out, you're getting out ahead of the client, huh? And then we're gonna lose him in the dust. You know, he's like turning all of his words around on him, where he's saying like, we should get out ahead of the client, we should get out ahead of the data. Uh, yeah, hmm. You're gonna lose the client. See? I, for me, it wasn't so much any of the the writing or the lines in this show, but it was just Tucci's performance. Like he plays an exasperated. Uh, like condescending asshole, just so well. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, great. you see a lot of the physicality that uh, that you definitely saw with Rick Pinzel. Uh, you know, he's got every every time you see him in an office, he's got his like finger on his forehead yeah. like this. You know, like that's how he rests his head. Like this is this is how you know I'm stressed. He does the one hand on the hip a lot when he's yeah. walking into a room. It creates just an air of, uh, of of superiority to everything he does. And he does this sort of half hand wave thing yeah. a lot. You know, just let me put it out there for you. This is my point. Yeah. I love that, that Tucci physicality. And I especially love his faces during all of the pitch meeting scenes because he's conveying... He's conveying, I'm not telling you what I think of it until I'm telling you. Which right. is exactly what bosses do. Yeah. They're stone-faced in that thing where you could read what, they're do what their face is saying as either, 
I'm interested. Tell me more. I'm very, I'm very, you know, I'm thinking about it a lot. Or you could read it as this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard and you're fired. So that's like what bosses do. And like the great executives of, uh, of American companies are known for their, you know, inscrutable faces during meetings because they're able to then like turn on a dime if an idea turns out to be great. Yeah. Poker face. Yeah. But he can't beat the poker face of the literal Count Alien Dracula boss, Miles, uh, who then pulls the same shit on him and gets yeah. him fired. So. Yeah, it's well done. <laughs> Any other notes on uh, on this one? <laughs> or can we wrap up 30-something for life? No, uh, it, was, it was great. Um, I mean, the show was not Tucci was, it was, it was fine. There was nothing wrong with it. It was, it was just fine. Yeah. I just thought it was funny to, to start an episode and then he's in it for just a little bit and then he's out of it forever. Yep. And like literally forever. Like, I mean, if this was Rick Pinzolo, <laughs> you know, for a fact when he got fired, he'd be coming back in with a handgun oh my God. and he would blast Michael away. He'd say, so long, sucker, and then blast him, yeah. and then that would be it for for crossing him. Uh, he's a little more tame here. He's a little more emasculated. He's tame. He's uh, the bigger man. Uh, what do, What always. do we have coming up next for uh, for Tucci? Um, well, you know that's the question because some of this media is kind of hard to find. Uh, so if anyone can tell me. Uh, if there's a place that you can find, uh, 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 equal Uh. justice. Has anyone ever heard of the show equal, equal justice or life stories on NBC? Uh, does anyone have a DVD of that? Otherwise, I think we're going to do the 1990 film Men of Respect. We're back to mob movies, baby. Tuchissimo! (laughs) Very tuchissimo. We'll we'll continue to use that word in the future. So uh, check us out next time. See you then. Bye. uh, uh, Ciao. (laughs) That's Italian, right? Yeah. Bella. Don't know the name, but that's that guy from the Hunger Games. Transformers, the last night. Beauty and the Beast and Spotlight. Writer and director of. I don't know. Let's bring up the notes. Where's the notes? Uh.